Hi, I'm Adam Lewis, and welcome to Dear IQ in our High IQ Topics series. This is different than our normal curriculum podcast episodes and our standalone topics that go along with our High IQ videos on YouTube. They're shorter and supplement our normal podcast in this way with direct tactics to help you up your deer hunting game. In this podcast episode, we're going to look at five big mistakes many public land deer hunters make, and these are ones that absolutely ruin hunts. You really need to avoid them, and we address them here, and how you can get better and have much greater success by avoiding them. And did we miss any that you think should be on the list? Well, listen along and find out. Before we get into all of that, a couple things real quick, especially if you're new with us here. First, you'll notice we have an IQ ranking system where beginner is 1 IQ, intermediate is 5 IQ, and 10 IQ is our advanced content. This is true for our podcast as well as our blogs and videos, so you can basket content to meet you where you're at. This is a 5 IQ episode, and I'm pretty sure everyone will get something good out of it. Second, I invite you to subscribe and rate this podcast and check out all our other content, the videos that we have on our YouTube channel and our blog on the website, DearIQ.com. We even have a free journal that goes along with our curriculum-based podcast. If you take your deer hunting seriously and really want to fast-track your growth and really dig into hunting deer and the details of that, I invite you to check that out. And stay to the end because I have a few takeaways and challenges for you that you'll really benefit from, I think, and you won't want to miss that. Okay, and now let's look at the five biggest mistakes public land deer hunters make that mess up their hunts. Hunting public land is the in thing to do now, with popularity rising out of necessity, a decrease in private access. The draw of its challenging nature and the meteoric rise of YouTube channels and exposure that they have brought. Yes, shooting a deer on public land is quite an accomplishment, but this craze is resulting in many areas becoming overpressured, making finding deer and especially mature bucks extremely difficult. I've primarily hunted public land since 2010, with better than average success I'd say, especially since those early years where I learned from some really brutally hard rookie mistakes. And these are hunt busting blunders I see all too often from other hunters as well. So if you want better success hunting public land for whitetails, here are a few of the big mistakes I've learned that you absolutely have to avoid. Mistake number one, competing. The big variable that is hard to account for in public land is other hunters who can mess up your hunt at any moment. This factor makes it very hard to plan around and potentially very frustrating. On top of this, the reality is there are some spots that are better than others, and this scarcity, or even perceived scarcity, creates intense competition over a few prime spots within a public land area. Although some spots are indeed better than others on the map and in person, unless you are the person to hunt it first in this competition, this quickly makes these spots dear ghost towns. So if you're seeing a bunch of guys in one spot at the parking lot, a cow path-like trail going into a section, or trail cameras present in a particular hot spot, it's best to just avoid these as they are already ruined once you see this and you're wasting your precious hunting time. 
Avoid the draw to compete over a spot and reframe the scarcity mentality in your mind. There are other good spots undiscovered, and those are the ones you need to find. Mistake number two, hunting where hunter sign is. This is like number one, but let's take it a bit further. Let's say you're scouting a new area and start seeing some good deer sign. You put forth a bit of effort e-scouting, hiking back a half mile or more off the road, and now you're into some good sign, some rubs and some scrapes. It just looks like the spot to be, but then you notice something, hunter sign. Sometimes this is subtle, but should not be ignored. Maybe it's a fresh tree stand from the current season, boot tracks you saw on the way in and maybe ignored, a trail camera you overlooked, or fresh cleat marks where someone climbed and hunted a tree like a mobile hunter. Whatever these are, they indicate it has been hunted recently, and it's important to know that once you see this, the jig's up. Don't rationalize that this spot may still be good. That's an emotional tendency we tend to have when we see deer sign and also invested time and energy into that spot already. Don't do that because likely the deer sign was made before the hunter sign, and the odds are it's already been messed up by the other hunter. If this is the case, you should cut your losses as the deer making that sign has probably turned nocturnal or just moved on. And so should you. Mistake number three, assuming going deep is where the big bucks hang. This past season, I met two hunters in a parking lot making a ton of racket as they prepped for their morning hunt. When I asked them where they were headed, they braggadociously said, way back, deep in that swamp. And I could tell they took great pride in the idea of going deep, as if they thought they would receive some sort of prize for just doing that alone. This is typical nowadays, unfortunately, and due to press, the last 15 to 20 years or so, largely in magazines and podcasts, this secret spot of yesterday has been compromised. It's been exposed. Once exposed, by definition, they aren't a secret anymore, and those islands and deep swamp hangouts are destination locations for every hunter. I call this the Disneyland mentality, and it results in every hunter heading to the same spots. And with the invention of apps that show you these easily, these secret spots, easily on a GPS map, they're very apparent to everyone. I'm not sure how the guys I encountered did that morning, but from how they acted in the parking lot, I wouldn't want to be anywhere close to them. Their noisy and non-conscientious habits told me that spot would be blown out pretty quick. So I typically avoid these spots, even if they look incredible on that app. Remember, if you see it, so does everyone else. Overlooked is key, not necessarily deep. I took two public land bucks this year, a Michigan 10-point and a Missouri 8-point, and both of these were within easy access to the road and parking areas. The Michigan location literally had 8 to 10 trucks on the other side of the road, all accessing the same Disneyland location in the middle of that section. These hunters were accessing it from two sides, so half of them were oblivious to the other hunters accessing it and going back into the same spots. I'm confident they were having little luck and running into each other as they were all competing for the same spot. Meanwhile, I was seeing several Pope and Young class bucks across the road in an overlooked area. The Missouri buck was taken just one hour into my first hunt, the first evening hunt, 
and the access was just 200 yards from a well-used campground in late season, and this is after the big gun season push. It was one of dozens of areas IE scouted and had pinned, but it became evident this spot was very overlooked and probably was most of the season. This made it a prime location to hold the last of the pressured deer, including another shooter I saw from the road that morning. Going deep may be a dream location, and I'm not saying you shouldn't check those out, but definitely don't assume that the deer will be there because so many other hunters know that too. And steer clear of this assumption unless it proves itself otherwise. Okay, like this podcast so far? If you do, I invite you to follow, rate, and leave a review of our channel and maybe share this with a buddy who you think may benefit. That really helps this podcast grow and it's greatly appreciated. And if you're a public land hunter and struggle to find deer, are always having hunts messed up by other hunters maybe, and just find it difficult hunting public land, you're not alone. But we do have a free pressured public lands hunting guide, eight new approaches to beat the crowds and find success just for you. One of the approaches is avoiding the Disneyland mentality I just discussed. There are seven others we go into great detail about. It includes a bunch of public land experts and their input. It's really good and helpful. You can download it at our website and the link is below. So check it out. Okay, and now back to the number four mistake of public land whitetail hunters. Mistake number four, hunting bad sign. One of the biggest tricks hunters fall for when they're scouting different locations is hunting bad sign, particularly old sign. This happens because many hunters don't know what fresh sign looks like or think it is fresh when it actually isn't. This leads to hunters setting up on a scrape line or a rub line and spending precious days waiting to no avail only to wonder what happened. This offense occurs a lot and worse yet is repeated over and over. So unless sign is very fresh, meaning deer are currently there to the point you feel they might be watching you or run into you at any moment, unless it's like that, you're wasting your time. This is where trail cameras give you a really big advantage and reality check. But you need to get good at determining what sign is actually fresh and what that looks like. If that poop isn't steaming and the tracks aren't super defined and right off the hoof, just keep looking. Mistake number five, hunting in the open. Unless trail cameras or visual observation tell you a deer is showing up in daylight, you shouldn't hunt open locations. An open location is somewhere you can easily walk and easily see more than 10 yards. Only young deer will typically show in these locations in daylight or in very low pressure areas, which typically are not public land. From my experience, deer on pressured public land do not expose themselves or leave heavy cover, even when transitioning to or from food in twilight hours. To have success, you need to think from the deer's perspective and what would keep you alive if you were a deer, not your human perspective of what would be best for you to shoot them. Another part of hunting in the open is regarding your setup. Are you visible where you hunt, either in the tree or on the ground? Do you stick out like a sore thumb, being skylined, or have lots of cover surrounding you to break up your form or just hide you? 
On pressured public land, I've observed deer literally looking up and scanning trees to find hunters because they're trained by all the arrows and bullet projectiles that have been launched at them. I personally avoid pop-up blinds altogether as most public lands won't allow you to leave it out long enough for deer to get used to it and you're basically telling the deer to avoid that location. It's just a big warning sign to them. On public land you need to be very good at concealment of some sort and should get as high as possible if you're in a tree stand or saddle and if you're on the ground you really need to have a lot of natural cover where the deer just cannot see you. This year I shot a mature Michigan 10 point which I mentioned earlier and I was only 10 feet off the ground and that was painfully low for me. I really wanted to get higher. However I had extremely good cover being in an overgrown oak tree. So much cover around me I only had a few openings to weave an arrow out of. Due to this nothing picked me off even with dozens of deer that came within bow range over a couple different nights that I hunted but with less cover I would have been at least 20 foot up the tree or more if possible. So there are many more things you should probably avoid on public land but these are five of the biggies. If you can steer clear of these five hunt busters on public land your success rates will start climbing faster than a coon hounded by a blue tick. Alright and now let's get to the high IQ takeaways and challenges. Analyze past hunts for any of these trends, any of these five things. How many have you been guilty of? And be honest here. What's the one biggest thing you can focus on and change to improve your hunting based on this list? Write it down and start thinking about ways and what you'll do this coming season to do that. And sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss any of our great new content as it's coming out. You can find that at DeerIQ.com and we are just getting started here folks with that content. We have the blog, we have the YouTube channel with the podcast as well as other videos. So check that out. And also find us on Instagram at DeerHunterIQ and you can join our private Facebook group with other serious deer hunters that follow DeerIQ as well. And you can check that out on Facebook. All right, and I'll see you on the next Dear IQ, High IQ Topics podcast.